This is exclusive coverage of CPAC 2023 from Washington, D.C. Brought to you by the Spirit of Virginia. SpiritofVirginia.org. On Seville 1075 and 1260 WCHV. Now, from National Harbor, it's Joe Thomas in the morning. CPAC 2023, our Saturday special, Joe Thomas in the afternoon. For anyone who wonders if Joe Thomas in the morning is the same guy in the afternoon. Founder of the Walk Away campaign, you know him, Brandon Straka. Good to see you again. How's everything been this year at CPAC? Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been pretty busy and a uh, lot of love and support and great to see people. So it's been great. You, you were caught up in the maelstrom as so many people were with January 6th and the witch hunt that came from that. Um, as well. I mean, we even had a, a, a food truck owner out of Richmond lose his license. City of Richmond pulled his license because he was there selling food. Um, we have a, an IT specialist for the city of Charlottesville was there. They want him fired. They protest every city council. The guy just runs the computers and makes sure that you can pay your bills online. And, and they're after him because he was there. I mean, it's the craziest witch hunt I think we've had in American history in what, 50 years at least? Uh, I might take it a step further than that. I mean, going through what I've gone through, I, at this point, this is like Salem witch trial kind of like level of insanity. I mean, literally, and I, people don't even know how bad it's been. I mean, I think people have a little pieces of anecdotal evidence here and there, but um, you know, we did two panels yesterday that we called the true stories of January 6th, where I had uh, five of us, uh, January 6th defendants. These are people that we were never accused of violence, vandalism, theft, or destruction, nonviolent, you know, kind of trespassing. And I didn't even enter the Capitol. Like, I didn't go inside the building on January 6th. Um, but all of us are treated like domestic terrorists. And because we're kind of labeled as domestic terrorists and people that were charged in conjunction with January 6th, I mean, we've lost our ability to have bank accounts, to uh, have PayPal, Venmo, Stripe, email accounts. Um, to, we're, we're put on terrorism watch lists, which made it nearly impossible for us to be able to fly. Uh, and then there are stories like what you just told. And I keep trying to tell people, and I, and I don't think people are really wrapping their heads around it, it's getting worse, not better. Um, and, and, and I'm not kidding. Um, the left is becoming more deranged about January 6th now than they were a year ago, and then even more than they were two years ago before that. The, the type of hatred hatred uh, that is being leveled toward me and other people, I've never seen anything like, I mean, I, I started getting hatred the moment I started walk away. I mean, I'm, I can handle hatred, but I mean, this is, it's scary. I mean, this is like scary. Well, you know, and, and it's an example. I always say this, and we've been in Charlottesville for 16 plus years. I've been doing radio for a long time, but in Charlottesville, so many conservative people. I've seen when private votes, secret votes, secret ballots, we had a constitutional property rights amendment that was on the ballot, 70% of Charlottesville backed it. And this left-wing city, supposed left-wing city, voted in favor of a core conservative principle when it was private and the, the, the party didn't know. But I would talk to business owners, can you put a sign in your window? I was giving out WCHV stickers one year, and they're like, I can't put that in the window. Because the city, well, the code enforcement, blah, blah, blah. And, and we would laugh it off saying, oh, ha, ha, ha. Sure. But that's, what, that's the building block that all yeah. this has been built on, all the woke, all the ESG. Yes. It was practiced in these little, little fiefdoms, and they said, oh, this works. Let's yeah. try it, roll it out big time. Yeah, well, and, you know, you bring up ESG, and I was just talking about, uh, I, I put out a video within the last week that went 
really viral and stirred up a lot of people. And it was about, um, you know, I just literally in the last week was permanently banned from my hair salon, the place I've been going for years to get my hair cut. Uh, there's a girl that, you know, she's cut my hair for years. She has an amazing job. I loved going to her. And I tried to book an appointment last week for CPAC. And they told me that my account is permanently res restricted. And, and it's not just a salon. It's a, they have a, about four or five locations in the city where I live. They said that I can't book an appointment in any of the locations anywhere. And um, we're talking about, you know, this is something that happened 2.3 years ago. It's a misdemeanor charge. I took a misdemeanor of disorderly conduct. Uh, but if, that's, if we're not entering the realm of social credit scores right here in the United States, I, I don't know what that is. Because, you know, if, if basically what they're being told is, and by the way, on my Class B misdemeanor charge, I was in jail for two and a half days, three months of house arrest, three years of federal probation, fines, restitution, community service. I paid an outrageously hefty price for a misdemeanor charge. But that's not enough for the left. The left is saying, no, 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 we are socially offended by what you did. And because of our social offense of what you did, we don't think you should be able to send and receive money or get your hair cut or have a bank account. That's a social credit score. And I'm going to say something that's controversial. You're probably going to agree with me, but you, your violation or the violation on January 6th was going into an office building where the people we employ work, a building where... 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you could have walked in without having to be invited by the denizens of that office building. This is an office building where our employees work, and, and we're, we're told that it's a crime for us to go in there. That's the absurdity to me on the grand scheme for anyone who even wasn't in, involved on January 6th. This is the absurdity. These are the people who work for us. If there isn't a greater example of this elitist attitude of the governing officials versus the citizens, January 6th is it. Well, and, uh, again, let me please remind, I didn't even go in the building on January 6th. I didn't even enter the damn building. Yeah, right. But um, look, you know, I, I, I don't know what the, the rules and policies are in regards to, you know, if there's a congressional hearing, uh, are the doors closed, are they not closed? I don't know. I will say, if people went inside the building, and that was a crime because it was a, you know, a trespass. Fine. You charge people with misdemeanor trespassing. Uh, you know, you, you give them whatever the appropriate 30 days probation, whatever you would give on it, whatever. What you don't do is put people in federal prison, uh, some people for years. Some people have been sentenced on their misdemeanor charge. I personally know five people who took a misdemeanor plea deal uh, because they went in the building. And we're talking about misdemeanor trespassing who spent months in federal prison as their sentence, they're also on probation. But again, any normal person would say, holy, you know what, um, months in federal prison on a misdemeanor, that's enough. That's enough. But it's not, nothing is ever enough for the left. They, again, they want to make sure, well, no, you're, we don't want you to be able to function in society. We want your name to be slandered. We don't want you to be able to buy a house or get a loan or go to college or whatever. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that we're, we're living in deranged times. Well, in Charlottesville, Thomas Jefferson, while we're still able to talk about Thomas Jefferson, bankrupted himself, ruined a friendship that founded the nation because he saw John Adams beginning these uh, alien and sedition acts. He was getting Congress to pass them. He was ready to sign these bills that were defining un-American activity. And Jefferson's point in 1800 was, 
America itself is an un-American activity if what you're saying is true. And then we go back to the McCarthy hearings and all these times where the government seems to think that its position is more important than the citizens. And, and here we are again at it. Are we just doomed to repeat this cycle time and time again, Brandon? Well, I mean, it's important to remember, too, that this falls along political lines. It's not like, I mean, yes, I do think that we exist in a system that's the individual versus the power structure, and I don't think that that's a left versus right issue. However, that being said, it's this two-tiered system of justice falls squarely along political lines, left and right. Um, you know, this wouldn't have happened if the exact same thing had happened in reverse and the left had gone inside the building. And I mean, and maybe shame on us, too, because... We, if, if the situ situation had happened in the reverse, we would have talked about it for like three days. You know, we would have been like, oh, God, these left-wingers went inside the Capitol and broke windows. That's what the left does. Uh, no one would have been charged, or if they had been charged, the charge would have been dropped, and then we would have just moved on. But you look at the riots in federal buildings across the Pacific Northwest and in Chicago and all these Richmond, you know, federal Portland, buildings. These were federal buildings, too, that they were trespassing on and trying to you know, decimate and kill federal officers, and now are even a, a night in jail for some of these folks. Yeah, well, the BLM riots of 2020, which were the most uh, expensive riots in American history, the deadliest, the costliest, the, the most violent in American history, uh, even the left-wing media will acknowledge that more than 90% of people charged had all of their charges dropped. There's not a single J6er, not one, who's had their charges dropped. Many of us have taken plea deals and had charges dropped through the process of taking a plea deal, but nobody's looked at our cases and said, you know what, you didn't enter the building, uh, you know, maybe we can let this one go. It was, you, this was your role in the deadly insurrection of January 6th. Where the person who died was one of the people who was in the building with us. Anyway, well, Ashley, Bab Ashley Babbitt's mom is here yeah. as well. But let me ask you, I would go back to the walk-away movement. Sure. Because that's, that's still, I think, why people get madder at you than anything else. Because you pointed out, you know, these people need you to follow them in order for their power to exist. How is that going? Has that been diminished? Because that's really the goal, is to yeah. diminish people like you and the work that you do. Well... Yes, it's been diminished, but uh, but I'd say we're we've been down, but certainly not out uh, because I won't allow us to go out. So what happened was after January sixth, the the group that I created, which had grown to five hundred ten thousand people on Facebook, and we had tens of thousands of walkaway videos and an amazing and active community, Facebook banned walkaway campaign. Then within a few weeks of my arrest, we got banned from our donor portals, from our payment processors, from our email services. So we spent most of 2021 rebuilding all that. We had to find new email services. We had to find new, build new donor portals, uh, payment processors, things like that. Once we kind of got all that back in place, we started reaching out to our supporters. We were only able to recover about 30% of, uh, of our supporters. So we're, we're currently operating at like 30% or less of what we were operating on before. Was that, was that the fear of association that you know, these, these people love to deal in? Like, oh, you gave to and now we know. You talk I, about losing bank and losing... Yeah. A I think there was some of that. I, I certainly think there was some of that. But you also have to bear in mind... Uh, you know, even if you're a, a really uh, popular, you know, a, a person that people are interacting with and getting behind and supporting, you know, they say, you know, if you have an email list and you shoot out emails, you're doing really well if you reach 30% of your email audience. And we often, we reach 30, 31%. But I mean, you know, if you have 
70, 80, 90,000 people that you're emailing, you're only going to reach 20,000 of them, you know, something like that. So you reach out to all of your supporters and you say, hey, guys, we lost you. We need you to get back on board. You can only grab 20, 30 percent of them to get them back on. You have to just start over. And that's what we're doing. But we just launched our own social platform this week, Walkaway Social. So we're rebuilding the, uh, the community on an autonomous platform that we own ourselves. We worked very hard to build this. It's amazing. And, and it's not cheap to do either. Oh, dear Lord, it's not cheap. Yeah, yeah. I spent most of 2021 uh, traveling around ca California fundraising. We have a lot of supporters in California. Uh, and it's all that's not that's not going to make them popular in California. <laughs> right, 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 right. But Walkaway Social is now out. People can go on the web to walkawaysocial.com to sign up. And we're also in the Apple App Store. We have beautiful mobile apps, Apple App Store. And the Android app is going to be available within the next week. So it'll be it'll be launching. But it's, I mean, we already have thousands of people joining the platform, and dozens of videos are already rolling in, and we just launched like a day or two ago. So it's already going very well. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming by. Thank you for Thank hanging you. in there and uh, we, we, the craziest times. I know. Yeah, but thanks for having me. I appreciate it.